Hi, this is Olivia Berkman, and this is the Financial Executive Podcast. Today, companies are struggling to attract experienced hires from public accounting firms. This is especially concerning as companies adjust to all of the accounting rule changes in the U.S. In this podcast, we speak with Ajit Campbell, Global Research Director of the Deloitte CFO Program, and Charles Hawley, retired CFO of Walmart and CFO in residence of the Deloitte CFO Program, on hiring strategies, the effects of automation, and developing accounting talent. So, Ajit and uh, Charles, thank you so much for taking the time uh, to speak with me today. Uh, I wanted to uh, start off by sharing a quote with you from a recent Wall Street Journal article. Um, Amid accounting changes to the generally accepted accounting principles that govern U.S. financial reporting, companies are scrambling to find so-called technical accountants and regulatory experts who can understand the rules and ensure that management and staff comply. So this kind of leads us or sets the tone for the first question that I want to ask, which is, are you concerned with the amount of people going into accounting and finance? And how do you think businesses will manage to keep up with the increased demand? And also maybe just a little bit about your background before we jump in there. Charles, do you want to start and I can follow? Sure. I'll... uh... Um, you know, my background, I'm a, I was a CPA. I started out in public accounting. I spent 10 and a half years uh, in public accounting with one of the old big eight. And uh, then I went on and, and, and my focus was actually international. And I uh, oversaw an international accounting for a multinational. Um, and then I got out of accounting actually in finance and ran a consumer electronics company in Europe. And then ultimately um, went to Walmart to help start their international national operations and uh, over time became the CFO of Walmart and I retired last year in 2016. Terrific and so uh, Olivia I'm Ajit Campbell I'm the global research director for our CFO program. I used to lead Deloitte's think tank for many years and over the last uh, eight years have been focused primarily on CFO issues, created our transition labs, and I've sort of worked out about 250 CFOs worldwide through our transition labs. Great. So, Ajit, maybe we'll start with you uh, the same question. Are, are you concerned mm-hmm. about the amount of people going into accounting and finance, and and how do you think ban- businesses will manage to keep up um, yeah. with the demand? Yeah, I, I am concerned. I think a lot of uh, firms are concerned about folks going into accounting in particular. Uh, I think there are things to be done maybe to encourage uh, more scholarships in the area, make the brand of an accountant more favorable, um, and that firms look at them when they recruit uh, folks uh, early on, do some education at the university level or even in high school to some extent as to the opportunities that the profession provides. And I think there is concern, uh, but I think collectively we all need to do more uh, to engage people at a young age to look at the profession as a valued profession. Right. Charles, what about from your perspective? Um, you know, I actually think it's in, in pretty good shape. I think we can always uh, use 
uh, great people, uh, whether it's in public accounting or in industry. Um, and it is obviously getting more technical and more complicated, but I do feel good about the direction that I've seen, not just at university, even before university, there's a lot of programs now actually uh, educating kids in high school on accounting and careers and what they lead to, which I'm um, really excited me uh, a lot when I started finding out more about it. I will say, um, though, once uh, a student graduates and they're and and they go toward their CPA and they're working at a company or an accounting firm, it's really important though to continue their development because, um, as you kind of stated, it's a uh, it's becoming more complex, uh, and and Gap is continuing to evolve and it's really important that they have a really uh, continued foundation in their accounting and, to, and, and just what, what it's going to involve going forward. Right. So another question, do, do you think people coming out of the industry have the critical thinking skills that they need to be an effective financial executive? Um, and Charles, maybe you want to start us off on this one. I do. I, I think they're being trained well. I've been, it doesn't mean they can't be uh, continued to develop, but uh, I will say this. I've been very impressed over the last, oh, I would say seven to 10 years at the students that, that graduate and then that would come into Walmart and the amount of knowledge and command of, of topics that, that they had, the amount of the, the maturity that they had in order to get up and actually uh, communicate that knowledge about topics uh, has been very impressive. I, I didn't have that when I came out. Uh, in my generation, we didn't have those opportunities to develop like that in college, but they're definitely getting that today. So uh, I, I do think it's on the right track, but again, it's really important that they continue that development as they come into the working world. Right. And I think I just I just concur with Charles there. I think we're training better people better through business schools and through finance programs and things are getting more specialized. So I think we're developing people pretty well in terms of critical thinking skills. Mm-hmm. And do you think people coming into the um, coming in have those skills mostly through um, the, the education that they're getting? Is it um, through real life experience? It is both. Yeah, I was going to say this is Charles. It's both. You know, um, I think university gives them a great foundation to start, um, but you really do need experience. You know, if you look at, for instance, uh, working with SEC filings, it's really important that you have experience and that you have um, people around you that have that experience to teach you, uh, because not all that's going to be uh, obtained just through their college education. Ajit, anything you want to add there? No, I, I think Joss has covered it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, you know, I find a lot of people who come to my transition labs obviously have a good set of critical thinking skills. The two areas that I would focus on would be being a strategist effectively. Mm. 
and being a good catalyst for change at the CFO level. Because if they've come into a technical accounting route, they may not have accumulated the skill base necessarily to frame strategy in their and establish a strategy process in their organization right. or to really drive transformational change. Right. Does an MBA, having an MBA help with that, you think? I think it gives some uh, sort of basic foundation in uh, sort of the language of business. But I think, as Charles, uh, I'm sure, alluded to earlier, a lot of it depends on the experience that you've, experiences you've accumulated in your career trajectory towards being a CFO and whether uh, in that trajectory you've had to manage complex projects, uh, drive change, and enable different strategies for a company. You know, this is Charles, and back when I got my MBA and came out into the business world, um, we were very concentrated, whether it was in, in finance or marketing or management. Today's MBAs are much more generalist and strategists, and I think that's good. Um, what I found is they're taught not to be afraid of problems, any kind of problem. Hmm. And I found they're they're very open, and actually, uh, they really do want those kind of challenges. And and there are plenty out there, as you know today, in the business world. And I think that's good, but as we've alluded to getting that on on the job experience uh, and getting their their feet wet get their hands around real problems and being able to solve those I think is really important for their development right so once a company gets their employees there how can they plan for getting those new recruits up to speed on technical skills um, our college is giving recruits the technical skills that they need Charles you want to start off on that one yeah you know the the uh the big four have always had by far the best in class and and developing those kind of skill sets. Um, so it's not unusual that companies uh, would hire from the big four. Larger companies though, I think also understand that you can't build a, a bench by just stealing from, for lack of a better word, from, from the big four. You, you've really got to have your own development programs. And I think that takes a lot of work and investment um, to make sure that, that the employees that you've hired um, at the beginning levels get the the rich, uh, you know, technical information and how things work. But again, like if you're working in the controllership area or the SD uh, type reporting, you really do need on on the hands uh, on the job experience with people that know and have been around it for a while. Uh, so you need both. You, you need continuing education, but you also need that on-the-job on training. Okay. I would concur with that. We see firms implementing in-house training programs and in-house rotation programs so that they get their high potentials, especially exposed to critical problems and as well as developing their skill base. Mm -hmm. Uh, Charles, this one's sort of specifically for you. Um, I was hoping you might explain the open to hire concept and why you think more CFOs should embrace it. Well, it's 
It's pretty simple. I mean, I've always been taught and I've always tried to use the the rule that you should always hire people that are really better than you um, and not be afraid of that. I think a lot of people are afraid to do that. Well, that leads into um, you want to have the best people on the team, the best possible people. And I know budgets can get in the way. Uh, everybody has them and they're always the pressure. But if you find um, a best in class, excellent person out there available. I've always said that you should have an open to buy regardless of the budget and promise you that person will pay for themselves Mm -hmm. if they're really that good, if you bring them into the company. And I've had a lot of experience where I have, I've brought in former CFOs and controllers of companies. uh, And, and I didn't have a position. Um, We put them on the bench. We created roles for them. And within six months or even sooner, um, they had major roles in the finance area at Walmart. And it just pays off so much to be able to to fill the bench with the best possible uh, the best possible professionals you can find. Yeah. Adja, any thoughts on that? Yeah. fully concur with Charles. It's critical to get the right people in the right seats as quickly as possible. And uh, having really good talent, uh, even if they're on the bench for a little bit, I think that's terrific. And I would think that it would be... Oh, sorry, Charles, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say that, um, you know, business is changing quickly with digitalization and and mobile and everything else. And that re- that's going to require different skill sets. And so you've got to continue to refresh the bench anyway. Right. And I would think that if you have, um, you know, people kind of on the bench, it's really important to keep them engaged um, so that they don't become frustrated or, you know, feel they've been duped in some kind of way. <laughs> Exactly. And, you know, I think that's up to, to the CFO and to executive management to keep people challenged right. constantly at, at what they're doing. Right. So we touched on this uh, already, but has automation changed your perspective um, on succession planning? As you want to, you want to take that first. <laughs> That's a great question. You, you know, um, I think it demands CFOs going forward who are more cognizant about technology, the possibilities of utilizing technology, and capable of really changing the operations of a, a finance function in incorporating uh, technology. Uh, but but other than that, I, you know, I think the ways in which you develop people will continue pretty much being the same, which is to train them, put them in challenging positions uh, that enable them to grow. Uh, I'm not sure it changes my view per se so much on succession planning. It's just that I probably look a little bit more at the strategist and catalyst capabilities of the individual. Hmm. But, but increasingly, we see that across the board. The CFOs coming into our transition labs, you know, increasingly are not traditional uh, 
um, controllers and uh, pure accounting skills folks, but people who have a broader repertoire of skills because they've done some other things in the organization. Hmm. Yeah, and I don't think, and I agree with Ajit, I don't think that it changes dramatically succession planning, but I do think that that it, it does require you to make sure in your succession planning that you are crossbreeding your people. They're understanding other parts of the business, uh, whether it's in the controllership or if it's in operations or wherever it is, treasury. Um, automation's been around for a long time, honestly, in the finance area. I think the pressure is, and there's obviously new technology now that's even better, but um, since 2008, I know most companies have gone through at least one organization efficiency um, uh, project, and I would venture to guess that most companies are in the middle or have completed a second one. And that's just because we're in a lower growth environment. Those things become so much more important. Um, and CFOs are having to lead those exercises. So it, it does play a, a part, maybe not direct, but indirect. Right. Well, I want to thank you both so much for your time. And I want to ask if, if you have any final thoughts, um, maybe specifically around, um, you know, companies struggling to find technical accountants um, and and also find um, future employees that have those critical thinking skills that they need. Um, any thoughts on that, Charles? Yeah, I, I guess there's one one thing I've always said, and it's I think it's true. I I don't think any CFO has ever been let go or or displaced because they had too much great talent. Mm. It, it you know you can have all the great technology in the world, but if you don't have the right talent and the best talent underneath you, uh, you're ultimately going to fail. And so I think it goes back to talent, and that that has to do with not just hiring hiring off of campuses. It has to do with um, how robust and, and, and how good your development programs are. I think that's extremely important. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, um, when I work with CFOs in our transition labs, almost every time uh, managing and developing talent is one of their top five uh, agenda items. And they're very cognizant because they have a five-year run at the role to a seven-year run at the role. But they're often looking to develop their successor in that time frame. And when they come in, it's not usually that they have somebody who's ready now, but it may take two or three years uh, to develop. And to do that, you know, they put in a variety of programs, um, you know, whether it's putting individuals who are high potential and challenging roles, rotation programs, uh, and uh, things like that. So I think what I find across the board is that most CFOs are really focused uh, on talent. The other thing I'd say is it's important to build a brand for your finance organization uh, to attract talent. And, and the brand should in some ways show that if you come to the organization, you really have an opportunity to learn and progress because what we find in our uh, sort of survey work is that the number one reason employees leave is lack of progression. So having 
individual development plans and good progression um, strategies and taking ownership of that as the leadership of finance, I think is an important attribute in helping to attract and retain critical talent. Mm-hmm. Great. Well, again, thank you both so much for taking the time to speak with us um, and sharing your thoughts on this really important issue. Thank you. Thank you.